Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, horror, fantasy, and comics help us explore our own humanity. And today we're going to look at a Starfleet captain, played by Alan Ruck in Star Trek Generation, but also reprising his role in Star Trek of Gods and Men. Alan Ruck, in just a moment. Here's my conversation with Alan Ruck on Trek Tuesday. Today I have Alan Ruck, who played Captain Harriman on Star Trek Generations and also Star Trek Gods and Men. We talk about this and also his career. Well, thanks for being on the show, first of all. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. Hey, I understand you have a movie coming up, uh, Ghost Town. I do, yeah. I worked on that last fall, and uh, I guess it's coming out next month. I thought they might wait until Christmas, but uh, I guess it's coming out in September. Um, I think it's going to be pretty good. It's uh, Ricky Gervais. Yes, Tay Leone and Greg Kinnear. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Gervais plays really kind of a Scrooge-like character. He's, he's a dentist who really dislikes people. He really just can't stand people. And he goes in to have um, colonoscopy, <laughs> right? And because uh, he's, you know, he's middle-aged now, so he needs a colonoscopy. And he, uh, uh, he says, I want to be knocked out. I want to be knocked out. And they say, well, you know, that's fine, but there's always the, the risk of death with, with any kind of anesthesia like that, general anesthesia. He says, I don't care, knock me out. So sure enough, while he's, he's on the table, he dies for about seven minutes. Hmm. And they bring him back. Then he's fine. You know, he did, you know, he did have this brush with death, but he's fine, except now he can see every ghost in New York. <laughs> and every ghost in New York know knows that he can see them. Oh, so now he's being hounded by ghosts trying to get him to finish all the business that they didn't conclude before they croaked, right? Right. So that's his problem. And then Greg Kinnear plays a, a, a ghost who uh, wants um, Ricky Gervais to look after his wife, his widow, uh, Taya Leone, for different reasons. And then, you know, there's romantic complications. Oh, sure. And now who do you play in this? I play a ghost. I play a, a, a guy, and and I'm I'm trying to get uh, uh, Ricky to do Ricky's character to do something for me. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And this is uh, directed by David Kep, who of course is a writer and director. So he's yeah, a uh, wonderful writer and director, and a great guy. So, mm-hmm. how did you uh, how did you get the part? Was it something you auditioned, or did you speak to someone, or how did it work for you? No, that one I auditioned for. I was out here, and even though it was shot in New York, they uh, they looked at people out here and. I just went in for the audition, and um, they said, you got it. Happy days. Yeah, yeah. It's always a good phone call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they say you got the part. Absolutely. And uh, and recently, of course, you were the principal, in, uh, you know, which is kind of ironic since you kind of were heckling the principal in, in Ferris Bueller. But, Years uh, ago, right. Yeah. <laughs> but you played one now in uh, The Happening. And, yeah. Uh, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> it's funny because people – People call and say, oh, we saw the trailer for the movie. You're in the movie. And I said, you know, pretty much everything you saw in the trailer is pretty much everything I did in that movie. Uh, I mean, it was, uh, I guess, ideal for them to use that character to uh, deliver the exposition of uh, what the problem was, you know. Well, there's nothing wrong with being the guy on the trailer that everybody sees. So, I mean. No, I'm not complaining. (laughs) How does Knight like to work? Does he, I mean, uh, you know, you hear things that he likes to do multiple takes, that kind of thing, or how does he actually work with his actors? 
Well, you know, uh, for me, it was very brief. I mean, literally, we did all my stuff in one day. And mm-hmm. so uh, he's uh, very gracious. He's a charming guy. With me, it was nice and easy. I mean, he, he, he'd just ask me, he'd say, um, okay, um, try to hide how serious the situation is. Or then he'd come up to me again and say, no, go really grave. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was just... He was just trying to see uh, how things fit, you know, by trying on different colors. I enjoy that, you know. Uh, uh, there's sometimes when I have definite ideas about things I want to try. Sure. And uh, and hopefully the director is accommodating. And sure, they say, sure, try that. Let's see how that works, you know. In this, I was a little more wide open, and I was like listening to to him and trying on the different things he wanted to do. So he actually asks you to do different different ways, and he'll pick and choose as the director how which one fits the tone of the scene and everything. Yeah, and that's always true anyway because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, even if you come in with some really strong ideas, you say, um, I mean, unless you're a big star and you just you have control of the picture, you know, if you say, come in and you say, I really want to try it like this, and I'll say, okay, we'll do one like that, <laughs> and then we'll do one this other way that I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Guess who's? Uh, version they're going to use. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes directors will be uh, surprised when you come in with uh, some strong ideas that they hadn't hadn't thought of. You know, and sometimes it's a blend. Oftentimes, it's a blend of what they wanted and what you wanted to try. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Exciting. There's another project I heard you're in called Eavesdrop. Uh, Eavesdrop, yeah. Eavesdrop is a little low budget movie that was. Man, I first heard about it, I guess, two years ago. Mm. And they said they want you to play this part. You know, it's very little money, and it's in New York. And okay, I was so, I was supposed to shoot on a certain date about a year and a half ago, and then it fell through because I think there were money problems, or scheduling mm. problems, or something. And so they said we're just gonna. It's kind of on hold. And then <laughs> sometime later, about a year ago, uh, they called me up and said we're ready. <laughs> oh wow. You know, and I was like, ah, oh, okay, great. When? And they're like, uh, Saturday. We have this restaurant all day Saturday. Um, okay. I think it was a Saturday. Maybe it was a Sunday. Uh, we have this restaurant. Okay. And then I got there, and in that time, they had changed the script. Oh. I didn't know what they were talking about because I was like, this, is, this isn't – all the pages were different. The scenes were different, you know. I was working with this guy named Asif, <laughs> and uh, we were literally like we were learning the scenes right before we shot them. So wow. if nothing, if nothing else, they are really fresh. <laughs> <laughs> we are saying things for the first time. <laughs> wow, that's something. Yeah, it was. You know, it was fun. I mean, it was just like, what, what, what is this? What is this? Okay, uh, okay, go. That has a good cast too. Some really good uh, New York actors: Wendy Malick, Tova Felshu, and Terrence Mann. There's some good people in there. Oh yeah, and who's the wonderful lady? Um, Marion Seldes. Oh yes, yes. Marion Seldes is in that. Wow, that's yeah. that's some nice, that's some good people there. Yeah, it's really cool. That's cool. And you know, I I didn't get to meet any of them or see any of them because we shot it in bits. Right, you of know? course. I mean, it was it was pretty much uh, they shot it around everybody's availability. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'll be curious to see how that turns out. You mentioned before, you know, I played a principal after torturing a principal <laughs> That's right. 20, 20 some years ago. Well, now I feel like I've really graduated and I'm really grown up because um, I recently played the father in a teen comedy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, it's called I Love You, Beth Cooper. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's directed by Chris Columbus. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And um, I play... Uh, um, 
Cynthia Stevenson and I play the parents of this uh, boy who's played by Paul Rust. Uh, he's kind of new, uh, very funny guy, and he's the valedictorian in, in high school. He's, you know, he's the smartest boy in high school. During his valedictory address, he uh, takes the opportunity to tell a girl named Beth Cooper that he loves her, and he's always loved her, you know, because he's sat behind her in, in every class since they were babies. Basically. Oh, cool. And so he's crazy mad in love with her, and she's the most popular girl in school. And so then he throws a little, um, you know, graduation party that nobody comes to except this girl and her two girlfriends, basically to say, what were you thinking? Were you, are you out of your mind? Oh. And then, of course, her, her, basic, her, her sort of Nazi boyfriend uh, finds out where she is, and then, you know, and the comedy ensues. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you, as the parents, are there to pick up the damage. That's pretty much it. I was, I, I'm at the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie. Oh, my and God. And bri briefly in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds like fun. That, that's got to be wild in your career to kind of go full circle like that, though. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, consider the alternative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I really like this, and um, I, I don't call these fan films, because especially this one, Star Trek Gods and Men, because of the people involved and the people behind the camera. But I, I kind of call it like the, the semi-pro ball of Star Trek. I would, but, that would be a fair assessment, yeah. Yeah. The thing that I really liked, you know, returning to the role of Captain Harriman, one of the things, I, my pet peeve I have with Star Trek, and I don't know why they do it, is that they, they do comedy, and they've done it with the original cast, with somebody in command, to, and it kind of diminishes them, you know, a little bit when they do yeah. that. And they did it with Harriman, and I never felt good about that. And I said, hey, this is a captain of the starship, so he's the Enterprise. I mean, it's, oh, you mean when they they kept saying when I kept saying um, I'll have it on Tuesday, Tuesday, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, it just wah, wah, wah. yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, but. This was great because um, and I, I felt the character is now well-rounded, and whether you want to consider this canon or not, whenever now you watch the other film, you'll have a different view of him because of this. So yeah. I, I like that about that. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, that thing just kind of uh, sprung up. A friend of mine named Bob Catalano has been on the – convention circuit for years as, as a vendor and as a representative for actors, you know, who go and do signings and everything. He's friends with a guy named Sky Conway. He said, can I send you a, a Star Trek movie, a script? And I was like, yeah, sure, you know. And then I saw that it was Harriman and it was Chekhov and it was Uhura and I was like, well, what's, what's going on with this? And he said, well, you know, they're going to shoot it. It's going to be basically straight to the Internet. And I said, well, the, uh, I'd love to do it. It just has to be a, a union gig. I can't do anything that's not a, a SAG gig, you know. And they said, no, it's good. we're going to pay union wages and we're going to pay, um, uh, you know, pension and health. They're going to do the whole contributions. It's going to be legit. And so I said, sure, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I got to be uh, pals with Walter. I mean, I'd worked with him years before, sure. you know, briefly on um generations but uh I, I didn't get to to know him that well and so since then we've we've become friendly and he's a great guy and oh yeah i want him to get his star on the hollywood walk of fame because all yeah. the have it i mean i think he's due he certainly is yeah and um so it was a crazy experience tim russ is a really good director and he was fast you know because we <laughs> that great guy named james Cauley. yes know, who does uh 
who does uh, the new voyages. Right, yes. Well, he's built with his own money way up in upstate New York. I mean, honestly, almost to Canada, (laughs) Port Henry, New York. He's built in an old warehouse, the bridge of the Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the bridge of the Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, uh, You know, and it's it's great. And they make all their films up there, uh, you know. So we used that set. Well, you know, I guess most of us are spoiled, but um, they weren't ideal working conditions because it was uh, in the middle of a killer heat wave. The whole country uh, two years ago was boiling, Mm. and we were in this warehouse with no insulation. It would get to about 120 degrees on the set, so we had to wait until the sun went down to shoot. So we were shooting at night. We had bats. No. You know, because it, it's a tiny town, and this warehouse is right on the edge of town, and it's it's pretty much like country. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we had bats. There was a bat problem. Um, whenever it rained, because it's a corrugated metal roof, it sounded like people were dumping marbles, you know, right, on right. Top of the roof. Right. So we couldn't shoot when it rained. Uh, we would shoot at night, and then the problem with that was skunks would come out. No. And it, it was so hot that we would we would shoot for a while, and we would all go to our cars and turn on some air conditioning to cool off for a while. And then, uh, you know, the skunks would come out, and so you'd have to wait till the skunks got away from your car. It was, you know, it was... It was an adventure. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. But, but I, I liked it. I, I liked it. And, I mean, the sets are unbelievable quality. I mean, you know, they, they photograph extremely yeah. well. And the effects. I mean, all the post-production stuff is really top-notch. The, the, and people did this, you know, all over the world. I think there were people in, in um, Australia working on this thing. Yeah, yeah. On the post, they did a great job. I'm, I'm glad I was a part of it, and I'm glad people enjoy it. Actually, when I spoke to Chase Masterson, uh, she actually gave you kudos. She said she really enjoyed working with you. Oh, that's nice. She's a wonderful girl. And I, I liked their, their relationship, you know, kind of like the, since it was the Mirror Universe, kind of like the captain and the captain's woman. And what a better place for her than to be on the bridge where she can watch kind of like your every move, too. Yeah. So that was neat. And, and, and boy, credit her for, you know, going green. I mean, that was tough. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that that took some time. And like I said, it was killer hot. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, uh, yeah, she she endured some, uh, what do you call it, but she, she endured. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I do like Harriman with the goatee also. You know, I think there's something, you know, I really like him with that. I really think it uh, it adds something to the character a little bit. Well, I like me with a goatee. Uh, my wife really doesn't like me with a goatee. Prefer <laughs> I was clean-shaven, but... Um, Right. You know, I've looked at the same mug here for many years, so I just thought I'd try to change it up. And it also fits like the whole, I don't know if you knew about the whole mirror universe. Essentially, it's like it's like our own world, but everything is backwards. Right. And, and you know, it's like we, we kind of worship dictators instead of freedom and things like that. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, I, I like, you know, going with that. And, of course, when you, you write or when you do something, it just gives you a lot more freedom because you don't have to worry about changing, you know, history in any way because it's its own history. So uh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was neat that way, and and there was really a, a who's who of Star Trek, and uh, and you know working having uh, Nichelle and also uh, Walter in it was great too, and and really giving them some really good parts also, which was great. Yeah, yeah, uh, overdue. Yeah, absolutely. Overdue for those guys, and uh, you know we had cool people. We had uh, JG Hertzler. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people who've been around. <laughs> And have been a part of that Star Trek world, and 
so it just it was fun that everybody kind of jumped on board. You know, it, it was it's definitely like an indie. You know, it's just like sure. a, a low budget picture, and it was just fun to do. So. I have a feeling eventually, I think Paramount will eventually distribute those on DVD. You know, I really have a feeling they will. Well, maybe. I, I, don't, I think they, they want everything like that to stay on the, the down low right now because of uh, the big picture they got coming out. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. of course. There was actually some scenes that were shot. It looks like it was shot um, in, in that same canyon in, 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 Holly, in Los Angeles or actually in California where the original series shot. You know. Oh, we did. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. We. Um, I'm trying to remember. It's uh, is it Vasquez Rocks or? I f yeah, I forget what it's called. But uh, but yeah, they they. The great big stone. Uh, the stone. It's been in like I figure eight. Yeah. It's been in like I think it was in the you know the Star Trek episode Arena where Kirk fights the the, the lizard Gorn. So that was that was like the most famous one. And then it would show up as like the alien planet location when they went on location. So uh, yeah, that's I think that's Vasquez Rocks uh, oh, cool. is the place we were out there. Uh, we did the stuff in New York in July, July of 2006, and then I guess it was. September or maybe the beginning of October, we went out and did that stuff at Vasquez Rocks out here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. And and you're actually, because of Walter, you're in uh, a project that's near and dear to him called Inalienable. Yeah, he called up last year and said, you know, do you want to do this? Uh, would you please do this? And sure. You know, so I was happy for him. I, I like the way that movie turned out. Have yeah. you seen that one? I haven't seen it, but it, uh, it's definitely on my list of things to see, no doubt about it. it. It's a real good piece of sci-fi. You know, he did a really good job. He wrote a good story. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. he's always been a good writer, uh, yeah. as well as uh, you know, as, as as somebody who's a good actor too. So it's yeah. uh, it's good to see him stretching those muscles too a little bit. So that was yeah. that was good. And you play a doctor in, in this one. I play a a, a doctor and a. Um, Sort of a, a contemporary, a friend of Richard Hatch, and I. Um, he's got a he's got a medical condition, and I just have this scene where I tell him what's going on, uh, as far as we can tell, and it doesn't look good. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Now I'm, I'm, I'd like to see that very much. It's it, it is something that, that that the the fan buzz has been very good on it. You know, uh, you know, fans of Walter have been talking it up and stuff like that. And, and I, again, I echo that uh, he is long overdue for a star. He certainly every one of the original cast should have a star because of what they've done on that show. And the, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're remaking it, but it wouldn't be anything without the original. So, uh, you know, that's, he's definitely deserves that. Um, now I, I know you've done your share of, uh, of, of guest starring roles, like on medium, you know, on Stargate even and ghost whisperer. What's it like for an actor, you know, or in your case, what's it like to come in and do like a guest starring role in a series? I've been lucky because every place I've gone, um, you know, it, it, a set is sort of takes its tone and its personality. The, the whole set uh, depends on what the people at the top are like. And if the people at the top are confident, then everybody is relaxed and everybody has a good time and everybody just concentrates on doing their job, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, like on The Ghost Whisperer, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt is a doll. And the guys that run that show are all just complete pros. And so it's a, a wonderful working environment, you know. Yeah. So you just go in, you have a good time, you, you're serious about your work. But um, 
it's a pleasant place to work. It was like that on Medium. They were mm. they were great to me over there. I just went up to Canada uh, uh, twice, and I did um, an episode of Eureka. Oh, cool! Yeah, and I'm uh, I finished that about a month ago, and then um, just earlier this month I went up and I did an episode of Psych. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, uh, again, it's just, you know, and, and many uh, times along the way, I'll run into people I've worked with before. The guy that directed my episode of Ghost Whisperer is named Peter Werner, mm-hmm. and he and I worked on a TV pilot in 1983. Wow. <laughs> when I was still in Chicago, and Robert Conrad came uh, out to Chicago from L.A. to shoot a pilot, and I was an actor just getting started in Chicago there, and I, I uh, landed a part on this pilot, so I've known Peter for 25 years, something wow. like that, you know? Yeah, that's great. And, uh, I mean, I haven't worked with him since then, so it's just like, you, you know, I mean, it's great. <laughs> uh, on, um, on Psych just now, there's a guy named Mel Damsky. Well, I worked with him 15 years ago. He directed me in an episode of um, Picket Fences. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And so it's just, that that's another uh, bonus to sticking around for a while. They say, you know, if you live long enough, you work with everybody three times. So that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> well, can you tell us who you play on Eureka? I mean, actually, the first, the third season starts tonight, as a matter of fact, as we tape this. I'm trying to remember what number it is. I play, uh, I play a geologist. Oh, okay. Uh, that uh, Colin's character turns to basically for information and proof that he's not going crazy. <laughs> because he has an experience... He experiences, uh, I, I really don't want to uh, tell you too much, but he, he has an experience and everybody says, that can't happen around here. That's impossible. And then he turns to me and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, and I, uh, I conduct a number of experiments to help him along in his quest. Well, in Eureka, the impossible is usually possible. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um that's a, a that's a great quirky show. I really like it. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah. different. It's different. It really is. That's uh, that's the kind of things that sci-fi. You know, that's I like when they do things like that. When they think outside the box like that and really do something yeah. fun. I also hear that you're working uh, or that's it's in development. Uh, it's a movie called Everything Is Going to Be All Right. Um, yeah, um, I haven't heard anything about that for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be that, uh, you know, a lot of films are kind of uh, in a holding pattern right now until um, we yeah. straighten out this contract yeah, uh, yeah. with AMPTP. So I think it just could be that uh, the money people, uh, the people that uh, are going to finance that film are just saying, let's just wait on this until, yeah. until uh, things are a little uh, more settled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough time, especially, you know, because, you know, Hollywood is really still recovering from the, from the uh, writer's strike that was devastating, you know. Yeah, well, it's it's true. I mean, um, that's true. I, I don't want to talk a whole lot of union politics right now. Sure, I'm sure. Place to do this, but uh, um, anyway, I, I think... Uh, I think we, we will reach an agreement, and I think uh, we'll reach an agreement that's better than the one that's on the table now and uh and then i think it'll all work out you know the town uh, the town has not stopped working things are slower than uh they might be in terms of feature films but um july is generally slow uh, in terms of everything yeah it's true and then and the end of july is when uh television starts to pick up and television is starting to pick up so 
it's uh, just people figuring out whether they're going to greenlight pictures or not. Right. Yes. Exactly. I'm sure though. I'm sure things will be worked out. Um, and uh, you know, it's um, it's it is a whole new world, and the the internet and everything has changed everything. It certainly did yeah. it for the writers. But uh, you know, if if something is being shown, uh, people should get paid for it. You know, that's the way I right. look at it. And um, uh, I think it'll all be figured out. I, yeah. I am I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah, there you go. The movie that we just touched upon briefly, you know, we are known for, one of the movies you're known for is Ferris Bueller's Days, Days Off. And the thing about that film, it would still kind of, uh, I mean, I, I kind of grew up with that movie myself. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, the thing that is cool about it is it's just like, it, it, not only can you relate to it when you were younger, but whenever you kind of want to take a day off, that movie is kind of like your mantra. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's 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 a great movie for whenever like you're you know you're busy or whatever, and you just want to take a day off, and you just kind of you know you kind of use it. it's like, well, Ferris did it, so why not? You know, kind of. Yeah. So uh, it, was, it was fun movie, fun movie. Yeah, I'm glad that people still enjoy it, and. Um you know, my, my hat's off to John Hughes because it, that it's all from him. It all came from him. I mean, he he put together a good cast, but he was, you know, he had the uh, the good sense, shall I say, to cast us. Yes, he know? did. And um, but uh, you know, he came up with that whole world. And if it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. So that's you know, it's all about him, really. And that car too, the Ferrari. Oh my God! Well, see, then he he was wise to pick that car. <laughs> yes, he was. You know, one of those a car similar to that sold in Italy for like eleven million dollars. Wow! Look at that. I, it was just a little bit different. But when we made that movie, I think the car was worth about um, a half a million, and there was no way we could get a real car because the uh, first of all, we wouldn't have been able to drive it. We could only sit still. You know? Right. It's not that, like they were going to let us rip around in a a real California, you know, 250. And so we, we had kit cars, you know, they were replica cars, uh, fiberglass bodies on Mustang chassis, and they were really problematic. They didn't want to start. We had electrical problems. So when that uh, when that one shell of a car went flying out the window near the end of the picture, the crew was stomping and cheering and hollering because uh, there'd been a lot of problems with them. Ah, uh, wow, that's good. That's good. at least it worked. At least it worked when you needed it to. That's the main thing. But yeah. uh, that's great. That's great. Is there anything that you you have a like a dream project you'd like to work on? Uh, you know at all? I would like to do more sci-fi. I I, I had a kick doing uh, Eureka, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's a world. You know, I actually. I actually would love to be in a bunch of B pictures. I would, you know, I wish they still made movies like Pumpkinhead and, you know, just crazy stuff like that. I would get a kick out of doing that stuff for, you know, not much money, but uh, uh, just doing something really strange and different all the time. Just doing um, doing guest work on uh, different shows is fun because you get to – I mean, the great part about being a series regular is the money is great, mm. and you have a steady gig, hopefully, you know, if it starts to go more than a couple of seasons, it's really, it's an actor's dream. But the truth is, then you're playing that same person over and over. Like on Spin City, that wasn't a problem for me, because I loved that character, and the writing was so great on that show. Oh, yeah. But uh, some people feel trapped, and that's why, you know, 
on their hiatuses. They're off doing plays in the middle of nowhere just to do something different. You know, so I actually, my dream would be to do a bunch of low-budget pictures playing really whacked-out people. <laughs> that would be my dream. Well, they're still making them, so, uh, yeah, they're still making those kind of movies, actually. You know, they really are. Uh, I mean, sci-fi still produces a whole bunch of them, and that they're usually on the weekends, and they usually do them for very little money. Usually they shoot them in Canada, and, uh, you know, they have a couple of them that are coming out uh, next year, so it's it's still there. So All right. you can find it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, sci-fi is a... Um, is it's something that I have seen really grow in popularity where now there's you know there's a lot of series and in the sci-fi channel as well you yeah. know has produced some really good quality series that are worth watching and Eureka is one of them Battlestar Galactica is another one and yeah. uh, you know there's 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 good material out there, and there'll be more. So that yeah. uh, that's a good start. So if you want to work in in that ballpark, there's a there's a lot to do. Fortunately, right well, now. Well, I, I just with you, I've just put it out there in the universe. There so you go. Now there the energy go. is released. There you go. Absolutely. Hey, I really want to thank you for taking the time and talking to me. I really had a great time and it's my kind, pleasure. Of, kind of talking to you. And, uh, you know, certainly stay in touch and we'll uh, keep an eye on what you're doing. And I have a feeling our paths might cross again. Uh, you know. Okay. Trek Tuesday continues. This is Tony Tolado. Keep listening.